Hi everyone, I'm Brune Smith and this is my podcast. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast for people who feel things differently and or who do things differently. The other day I witnessed something that was pure medicine for my often repressed anger. For a year and a half now, I've been facilitating free writing sessions online on behalf of Corporeal Writing, which is a writing center based in Portland, Oregon, that was created by the incredible Lydia Yuknovich and the amazing Dami Shoemaker. Lydia Yuknovich happens to be one of my favorite authors. So it's usually a small group uh, of like four to nine or ten people tops. It's pretty intimate and it's a very generative space. It's a, it's a space where we don't do critique. Uh, we just offer reflections to the writers who want to read what they wrote. Like we reflect back to them the things that stood out to us or that just carried a certain vibration when we heard them. So a few weeks ago, there was this new face in the group who had been invited by two friends of his um, who were already attending, who had been attending for a while. So he comes in and the first time he reads uh, his words, I'm like, okay, this guy has obviously been writing and reading for many, many years. His language was both lyrical and natural. It was rooted in nature, specifically in the nature of British Columbia, where he lives and where I've lived for a year. Um, it was deep and poetic and rhythmic and flowy and uh, just has like this subtle feeling of grace and dexterity and it's all rich and inspired um, with beautiful Im imagery and uh, he expresses complicated things in an amazing way where you're like I, I needed to hear that I, I couldn't possibly do justice to his voice by just trying to describe it but he starts coming back week after week and uh Every time I listen to him, I feel like my sorrow or my other unarticulated feelings just get some understanding in ways I didn't know I needed. Um, and he hits on themes like uh, grief and, and friendship and the, and the complicatedness of it all, the messiness, the messiness of living. But then... Two weeks ago, he wrote about something else. He was the last person to read out loud that day at the very end of our, of our session. And not only did he read his piece, but he performed it, not in an overperformed way, but just in a fully present embodied way. And his piece was a direct address to all who had wronged him. 
His language was just as gorgeous and rich and exact as usual, but this time it was in the service of his anger, in the service of expressing something along the lines of these are my words, not his. Uh, again, I, I couldn't do justice to his writing, but something along the lines of, I have kept my mouth shut for too long. I am exhausted from always trying to be the better person and from always giving people compassion and understanding. And no one should have to take all the shit I've taken. What you did addressing one person is nothing short of inadmissible. I've had it. And also, you addressing someone else did that. And I won't have you addressing someone else do that to me ever again, etc. And it wasn't nonviolent communication. Okay, it, it, it was, it was how he felt. And it was so freaking cathartic. It felt amazing. As he was reading, living, delivering sentence after sentence, all of us in the Zoom room had our jaw dropped and just cheered him on in excitement. And when he was done, the energy in the Zoom room, and certainly in my room, was one of a standing ovation. Now, why am I telling you this story today? It's because it made me realize how much I needed to witness someone hold space for his own anger, not in an uncontrollable, lashing out way, but in a dedicated, creative, thorough, I fucking care about this and I'm gonna honor that way. I was socialized as a girl and then as a woman, so there was that, of course, uh, layer, yeah, added layer uh, of don't be angry, you're not going to be lovable. But also when I was a kid, there was uh, this climate at home in my uh, Catholic upper middle class, very patriarchal family where a lot of emotions were simply forbidden. I couldn't be too sad or too happy. I couldn't be jealous and I certainly couldn't be angry. Witnessing this writer own and express his anger in a safe space, in a healthy way, and offer it to us, his listeners, reminded me of something that the wonderful filmmaker Maiwa said about anger when I interviewed her on my other podcast about the power of first-person narratives. I'll, I'll link to that interview in the show notes. You have to listen to it. It's an episode titled Maiwa Part 2, Accessing and Unpacking Anger. And in it, she says better than me that anger is the only emotion that doesn't vaporize. It has to be channeled and expressed in order to leave your body. It can't just dissipate. There has to be room 
for anger. And my uh, talks about the fact that not only do we have to be better at expressing our anger in a in a healthy and creative way, but we also have to be better at witnessing anger and holding space for it and reacting to it, especially the anger of children in a way that's not an invitation to lash out and to hurt people, but it is an invitation to channel it, to honor one's hurt and one's boundaries, and to speak the truth of what sacred boundary has been breached or outright destroyed. I'll make a confession, which shouldn't be a confession, but just a simple truth. I had a lot of quote-unquote bad emotions last week. I was really, really sick. Uh, if you read my weekend newsletter, uh, you can subscribe in the show notes where I summarize this podcast's episodes uh, of the week. I usually do three episodes, but last week I was sick, so I only did two. Uh, if you are subscribed, you already know it, uh, that I had quote unquote bad emotions because I want to do things differently. I want to make space for the bad emotions I want to mention them. I want, uh, and and I want to let other people know that it's okay to have their own bad emotions and to express them, to make room for them. Toxic positivity is a thing that really veers into gaslighting, and that hurts us. I want you to know, and I want me to know that we can make room for anger. We can be creative with it. We can make room for sadness, for helplessness, for frustration, for jealousy. When we do, these emotions end up exiting our body and making room for air and breath and love and life force and energy and creative juices to return. So here's my invitation today. If you can let us know on Substack, you don't have to subscribe, but you can. Um, the link is in the show notes, but under this episode, let us know what way do you honor your anger. Do you express it? Is it difficult for you? Is it easy? What What's your relationship with it? You can just let us know. I, I'd love to, to read. I'd love to hear what you think. This is always an invitation for, uh, you know, just to have a conversation. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, interested in just doing a monologue. Uh, so I'm, I'm really interested in what you have to say. That's my episode for today. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend who needs to hear it. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. And uh, until next time, my friends, let's do things differently.